Good afternoon. Welcome to whichever number of episode this is. I forget. I'm meant to make a note of it. Anyway, welcome to the Big Fitness Podcast. Um, you've got me today, uh, Dave, on my own. Callum has other commitments this afternoon, so I'm just going to make this uh, a relatively short one. Um, for those of you who were expecting an episode last week, um, i taken the, the day we normally record off because it was my daughter's birthday. Um, and then just timings and other commitments got in the way for the rest of the week and it made it difficult to get a, an episode done. So I apologise for skipping a week, um, but back now, um, got three interviews lined up for the coming weeks. Uh, so looking forward to getting those done. Um, I think you'll enjoy the folks we've got coming on. Um, we'll announce the guests um, a couple of days before we do the recordings. So if you have any questions for them, um, you can fire them over and we'll we'll try and get them answered for you on the podcast. Um, so today, <clears throat> I want to talk about something um, that can hits everybody a little bit. And it's it's the idea that we have to be perfect with our calories and our macros in order to see good results um particularly when it comes to fat loss um but equally it's it's probably just as a a big deal when it comes to um maximizing muscle growth growth and performance strength all those other good things um but we're going to look at the fat loss side of things initially okay but you can kind of extrapolate this stuff out to the other other areas as well. The only time that it really starts to matter is if you're going to be standing on stage with a spray tan and, and your beach wear on. Um, that's the only time that you're really going to dial into the numbers. But for most of us looking to, you know, improve health markers, to improve performance, to maybe get a bit of a body composition improvement, we don't need to be super perfect all the time at all, any of the time. Um, so, you know, let's let's look at it from uh, working out our calories perspective, right? When the calories are worked out using these super complicated um, equations that you, you see banded about, they are generally what's called line of best fit models okay so you, you you take a bunch of data um calories matching with body weight over a period of time staying static and you'll get kind of a scatter of, of data okay so if you imagine a line running at say 45 degrees through the the graph you, your your data points are going to be spread evenly either side of that okay so the line of best fit is what is statistically the closest approximation to the right number for everybody along that graph. However, if you actually look at the data, very few people actually fall right on the graph and chances are you don't. So when you work out your calories using one of these fancy formulas, it's a best guess. That's all it is. It's giving you, you need roughly 2000 calories to maintain your diet, uh, to maintain your body composition. Now, you might need 1800, you might need 2200, or somewhere in between, or somewhere outside those. But the point is, it's a, a best guess um, at, at the number that you need. 
So what you have to remember is that if you're starting to track calories, if you're starting to track macros, then you have to be consistent for a week or two hitting whatever number has come out of that equation, whether it's a really complex one or a really simple one that, that I use, um, which is um, sort of target body weight in pounds multiplied by 10 to 12, and that gives you a window to work with it. These are all best guesses. And what you need to do is you need to be there or thereabouts consistently for a couple of weeks, see what your weight does, see what your body composition does, and then make changes based on that, okay? If you find that nothing is happening, which quite often happens with new clients, then we just have to adjust the calories down 10% or so. Be consistent for another couple of weeks. Um, and that's the calories in side of things. Now, a lot of these work on uh, calories outside, out uh, estimations as well. So that becomes even harder to gauge because no two days are absolutely identical unless you're living a groundhog day then you know your days are going to be slightly different you're going to be slightly more stressed one day you're going to be eating at slightly different times some days you're maybe going to be walking a little bit further on some days you're maybe going to be carrying a slightly heavier bag all of these things are going to impact your calories out not on a massive scale but enough for it to be a fair amount of variance every day so again, your calories in are a best guess, your calories out are a best guess. It's a complete ballpark aim that you're trying to get with your calories, okay? So don't be too concerned if you're just sitting out on a, a calorie tracking um, basis to uh, not get it perfect every day because it doesn't matter because it's, it's as long as you're roughly where you need to be, you're going to see some pretty good results. Um, and, you know, we're, because there's so much variance on the in and outside of things, if you are close enough most days, you're going to see good things happen. Taking that step further into sort of macro tracking, into carbs and fats and proteins, carbs and fats really don't matter um, in terms of, your results, as long as your calories are roughly where they need to be um, and your protein needs is roughly where you need to be, and that's the one that we're going to talk about next, your carbs and fats can be pretty free and loose to do to, to kind of fit in the foods that you like within your sort of calorie allowances. Okay, so if you like more carby foods, you want to be kind of maximizing those, well, not maximizing, but more of those. You obviously need some fats for health, so you're going to want to get at least a minimum amount, usually about a gram per kilos is kind of roughly what I aim for, uh, for most people. But beyond that, it really doesn't matter. If you prefer a higher fat, lower carb approach, go for it. As long as your total calories are roughly where you need to be, don't overthink the details. Think about big picture stuff, okay? Um... There wasn't an, uh, an example of this jumped into my head and then jumped right back out. There we go, got it. Um, talking about the, the, the line of best fit. Um, back in the days of kind of World War II, um, I think the American uh, Air Force um, 
spent a vast amount of money and time trying to standardize their aircraft based on the average size of their airmen. Now, they took the averages of, you know, a thousand, a thousand flight crew. They worked out the averages of, of that thousand people, made the seat a certain distance from it. They put the steering yoke a certain distance. They put buttons a certain distance. They put machine gun buttons at a distance. All this sort of stuff based on this average kind of guy. And what they found was accident numbers actually went really, really high because nobody actually fit these averages. And that's where this kind of um, scatter plot, best line, uh, line of best fit approach falls down is that very few people actually fall on the line. So this would have made more sense if I remembered it back when we were talking about calories. But the point is, don't overthink your calories. It's a best guess. It's a starting point. It's intended to be fluid. It's intended to be adapted as you go and as you gather more data. Um, so that's by and by. Um, the other one that you want to kind of pay attention to, but not fixate on, is protein. Now, we need a certain amount of protein in order to maintain muscle mass, in order to maintain protein turnover and all that sort of stuff. <clears throat> if you're worrying whether you get 115 grams compared to 125 grams, you're worrying about the wrong things. That 10 grams is really not going to make a difference because again, your internal biology is out with whatever the average is more than likely. Therefore, the, the, the ranges and guidance on protein is again, best guess sort of scenario. Chances are, based off the experience I've had with all the clients that I've worked with, you're not eating enough protein, okay? Anything that you do to make that an improvement on the number that you're doing just now, so if you're taking in 60 grams of protein per day, which for you know a 70 kilo person is probably just scraping into the, the minimum sort of recommended minimum, um, the minimum recommended minimum, whatever, you know what I mean. Chances are you need to increase your protein intake. And it's by far the biggest nutritional uh, or the most impactful nutritional change I can get clients to make. Most clients, when they increase their protein, particularly in the morning, find that they don't feel hungry through the morning. They don't want to, or they don't need to snack kind of mid-morning because their increased protein increases satiety, it slows down digestion. It keeps them feeling fuller for longer. Okay, so just by increasing protein, you tend to cut down snacks, you tend to cut down total calories, and you make it a whole lot easier to stick to whatever your plan is. So know roughly where you want to, to aim for. And it's for fat loss, it's about 1.6 grams per kilo. I used to recommend higher, but what I found was, particularly for women, that the total calorie allowance wasn't that high. And if most of that was taken up by protein, there wasn't much room left for carbs or fats, which meant that enjoyment of meals went down because you weren't having as much carb or fat intake as you would like. And that meant adherence went down, which meant that results were not as good. Um, by reducing it to about 1.6 or even kind of 1.5, to be honest, you're leaving a lot more room for 
um, the carbs and fats that you enjoy to make your meal more interesting. Okay, so get a rough ballpark for your ca total calorie target. Okay, um, and just to recap, a really simple way of working this out is take your body weight in pounds, I, like a, a gold body weight. So say you weigh 80 kilos, you think you want to get down to about 70. Take 70 kilos, turn it into pounds, so multiply by 2.2, then multiply that number by 10 and then by 12. So you'll get two numbers. Um, that gives you a range of calories to get in. Okay, if you get anywhere in there, you're going to win. Okay. Um, See what happens when you stay to that number or those that range consistently for a couple of weeks. If you see good things start to happen, you just keep on doing what you're doing. If you don't see what you want to see, then you make a little bit of an adjustment and keep going. Okay. Um, looking at this whole thing from the other side, if you start to get too detailed, too into the, the nitty gritty of each number, there's a, there's a few things that can happen all negative, right? It's it's not a healthy behavior. It takes away the enjoyment of the food that you eat. It's time consuming. It's boring. Now that's coming from a guy who tracks calories now and again for three to four weeks at a time. Okay, just to see what's happening and, and make sure everything's taken along the way it should. Um, it is boring. It is time consuming. But the longer you do it, you you build up a certain level of awareness, you build up a certain understanding of the foods that you eat. But by focusing in on the, the tracking and stuff, it takes away all of the other more important things around food, that enjoyment, the freedom, the relaxation around food, the ability to make easy food choices, all that sort of stuff. So don't get too bogged down in the weeds when it comes to the nutrition stuff. Get yourself a ballpark starting point. Be consistent with it. Um, let your carbs and fats and protein vary a little bit, but can focus on the big picture stuff. Okay, um, and the same is largely true of training. Now, if we look at training, I'm just going to have a wee drink of coffee because I'm getting dry. That's good. Um, <clears throat> Everybody likes to think that their training plans are the best in the world, that their training plan is, is, is doing it right. And I can tell you for a fact, most training plans, most well thought out training plans are best guesses. Okay, industry secret there for you. Nobody has the perfect training plan. But what most good trainers have done is they have zeroed in on what works for a particular type of client most of the time. And that's what they do. There is variation within that because there is client preference, there's client access to equipment, there's client ability and training age, and all that stuff's factored in. But it's a best guess at what the right training approach is. And that again can take a wee bit of time to zero in for some people. Okay, so if you if you pick a training plan and it promises fantastic results, but you get into it and you don't like it, how how likely are you to follow the program? Like I've done some garbage training programs before, but I've seen them through to kind of learn what it is I don't like about them, what it is that doesn't work, and and what 
I would do differently, which has given me a wealth of information for moving into to, to training clients and making their programs as, as useful as possible. But you have to follow these things through for a wee while, build up a bit of an understanding of what's working and what's not, and then making a little adaptation when you need it. Um, but again, it doesn't have to be perfect. Nobody gets a perfect training session. Or if you do, it's like one training session in 50 that is quote unquote perfect, where everything just feels right. You hit the perfect volume, things are failing just at the right point. Um, but most training sessions, it's about getting in, they're pretty unexceptional. You get in, you reinforce the habit of training, you reinforce the habit of pushing yourself a little bit, you work up a bit of a sweat and you leave the gym and go home, get on with the rest of your life. You're not in there to give yourself a, a beating every single time. You're just getting in there to get the job done and putting a little tick in the box um, to improve your habit um, adherence, okay? So when it comes to training, when it comes to nutrition, don't get bogged down in the details too much. Focus on the big picture stuff and that will take you a very long way, okay? I hope that was a useful uh, ramble for myself. Um, if you have any feedback, if you have any questions on the topic, um, just reach out. I'm more than happy to answer those questions. Keep an eye on the social media stuff for the first guest who we are uh, interviewing hopefully later this week. And we'll be back next week with uh, the interview. All right, take it easy. Have a great week. Oh, and if you can rate... Uh, and review the podcast wherever you are. That would be wonderful. And if you could share it, that would be most appreciated. Take it easy.